Sunset by the River by Samir Saxena Chapter 8 The first week of the year was cold and the next day felt the coldest much like a meeting It felt like a decade had passed by in those 10 days and the storm that had been wrecking havoc in me finally seemed to have subsided a bit I was driving the car at a steady speed in the 40s the windshield had already gotten enveloped by the fog The warmth inside the car in fact was the only warmth we felt as I drove along the deserted Delhi Meerut highway. The highway had been only recently cleared so the traffic was comparatively less than that on any regular Delhi street. My thoughts were in a daze. I couldn't decide where to start and what to say. We hadn't even exchanged a single word since I picked her from the spot she had told me. Where are we going? she asked trying to wipe away some of the condensation from the windshield i gestured her with my left hand to open the glove compartment where i usually keep the rag cloth i saw her not slightly in my peripheral vision and she tucked a strand of her hair behind her right ear as she opened it took the rag cloth and started wiping the windshield i let her get done with it and then spoke that's why i wanted to see you again i said eyes fixed on the road ahead I want to know where we are headed with this. Nowhere. That hurt me more than a rejection. I'm not ready for the journey you have wished for us. How you are so sure? You have seen me drive, you know. I'd never let us even accidentally ram into anything. I mean, you aren't even giving this journey a fucking chance. And that was the first time I had cursed at her. I realized that in a few seconds so I apologized for the curse and decided to stick to the somewhat visible road ahead. I can't because our paths are totally different Ayan. My grip on the steering tightened. That was the first time she'd addressed me by my name and I also could sense a slight crack in her voice now. How can I risk this even I don't know where I'm headed myself. I can't have you lose my own path. Don't you trust my driving? Of course I do. Why else would I even be here? My heart almost skipped a beat at that. But I am afraid this is it. We can't go any further without either of us getting hurt. I don't care if I get hurt. I slowed and steered to the left and I stopped the car by the pedestrian sidewalk. I finally looked at her charismatic face and felt a new level of warmth. I want to be with you. I added, looking straight into her eyes. That was the best intimate eye contact we'd had since we met. My heartbeats accelerated at the same level when they had when I first met her at the day at CP. I know you won't, but I can't risk it," she said. Her eyes had grown moist again. "But why not?" My jaws had tightened, my teeth were on edge, and I would have hit the steering for sure if she would keep on saying I can't song. She didn't. She instead said something I hadn't expected. To this day I remember the deep breath she took before she said because I can see things others cannot what do you mean like a premonition or something are you saying you have some psychic abilities no it's not that she said shaking her head as if trying to assure me and trying to look out towards the road it's a lot more than that what are you trying to say tripti This is why I had been trying to avoid you. I haven't fully understood it myself. How can I expect you to understand? This was so bizarre. I mean, what was I supposed to say to that? 
Deep down, I had noticed that she had accepted she had been avoiding me, and yet here I was, with a screaming urge to shout to her how much I loved her. I somehow composed myself and gathered my thoughts and patience, and asked her, "What is it, Tripti? What is it that you haven't fully understood yourself yet?" She kept quiet. My attention went to her lips; they were shivering. Perhaps thanks to the frigid weather that day had started to slowly take over our warm space inside. I cracked my window open a little just to hear the voice of vehicles passing by and turned the level of the heater up a notch. The temperature continued to fall with every passing minute and a shivering continued too, though it was mild now. I couldn't tell whether it was due to the coldness or because of the tension between us. Tripti, please. How are we supposed to stay friends like this if you want to if you won't even share? I thought bringing up our friendship would evoke some response from her, but it didn't. I only had 3 days left now and I didn't want anything left hanging like this between us. I wanted to ask her why she was making this so difficult and I also wanted to tell her it wasn't that hard. All she had to do was talk to me but I didn't. And then she finally spoke said I can and she went silent ahead. She cleared her throat crossed her right leg over her left and kept her palms between them she continued after a little pause i can also hear things other don't it feels too weird to hear things you can't explain isn't it i was in a complete fix i couldn't figure out any reply for a long moment i knew i needed to make her believe i believed her so i said so you can hear stuff yes then why don't you listen to them Listen to what? She asked, looking at me with perplexed eyes. I gently took her hand and placed it on my chest. Listen to this, my heart, my feelings, my thoughts. Why don't you listen to them? She yanked her hand free of my grip. Ayan, please do not start it again. I already told you. Told me what? I shouted at her for the first time. You told me that I understand you, that you can see I care for you. and that you too care for me and that you too understand me you told me you like my company and you damn well know i love yours tell me did i miss something no you didn't she said looking out at the road again you told me these things tons of the time and you still don't want to accept what this is i do not want to argue with you ayan i just want you to understand 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 I had grown so tired and fed up of hearing that word that I finally punched the steering. It had started to feel like I was being given third degree torture and I couldn't hold myself any longer. I want you to understand that I love you goddammit. I finally let it out. I love you so much that a day without talking to you feels like if there is no meaning in this world. A day without seeing you feel like there are no colors in this world anymore. I continued looking at her. Tripti please try to understand I took her hand into mine you complete me just the sheer thought of you makes me feel that I have everything she suddenly broke her subconsciousness stare out of the window it occurred to me she hadn't realized her hand was in mine i had never felt such warmth with anyone That would be the first time I had held her hand like that and it felt as if she I had nothing more to ask from this world. She was the one I was made for and wanted to live with. She continued looking at my hand and then hers, 
the way our finger had subconsciously intertwined for a brief moment she looked at me and then suddenly she pulled out that hurt it felt like a part of my soul had been ripped from me she boiled in into a fist and shook her hand saying this isn't right this is this this cannot be happening ayan please you have to understand our lives are so different i i cannot just let you suffer for it suffer yes suffer i cannot let you suffer for the things i am going through i like you and i want to be with you just like monisha we are such good friends and i love your company but of course there is a but i was annoyed by them after all of this after all these months with everything we have shared all these moments we spent together in spite of all of that there is a but please you need to listen she turned towards me again i know we aren't just friends i like you too ayan but this cannot go the way you want us to be we have this deep, deep connection which i have never felt with anyone and that connection is exactly what they all call love tripti come on was it what is it really you have just made it clear you love me too no no i shouted again okay fine no to what that we have a connection or that you love me i don't know okay she shouted back at me and i don't want to know either i just want our friendship to be the way it was before I started the car thoroughly pissed off and shifted to the top gear. We both felt the jerk as the car revved up, although somehow the jerk from the sudden inertia felt a million times lesser than the jerk she was making us feel. No, I said replying to her words. This can never be the same again, and I pushed the accelerator further down. I had never driven at such high speeds before. There was some traffic now, but I was in no mood to slow down. I am please slow down. And then she didn't say that once it was constant and her voice only got louder each time i overtook another vehicle or took a rather risky turn thanks to my peripheral vision i could sense that she was holding tight onto the grip above her window and the seat cover the sun was out by then and the weather was clear and so was the air between us it was for me at least we reached her side of the city in half the time it would usually take i stopped the car at the same spot for where i'd pick up her earlier we both were silent for some time The only thing making a sound being the engine of the car. Ayan, I'm sorry. Just get the fuck out of my sight. I was in no mood for any pointless pleasantries then. Ayan, she sounded shocked and hurt for some reason deep down. I wasn't sorry I had cursed cursed her at this time. I'll be leaving for Japan next month, Rupti. You won't hear from me ever again. I wasn't looking at her. but i still could tell you she had her eyes locked at me in disbelief i kept mine locked at the road ahead though she too directed her stare at the road ahead is this it then this is how you want us to part you're not exactly leaving me with much of a choice are you i said plainly fighting back myself from tearing up i mean here i am ready for whatever challenge we could possibly face together come what may but it feels like You just don't want to move past and let yourself explore any new possibilities. You are so frustratingly fixated on one mishap from when you were a kid. I didn't realize that what I said until she went out and slammed the door shut and that last jerk heard the worst. I re- regret how our last conversation had gone, but there was no point going back now. Both of us knew nothing was going to be as was. The more I would try to reach out to her again, 
the more I would lose myself. I hit the accelerator and sped the car back towards home. In the rear view mirror, I could see her still standing there, still staring in the distance at my car. I thought of hitting the brakes and going back to her tell her that it was okay, that I am sorry that I was fine with being friends, that I would be fine with whatever she wanted us to be and that I just never wanted us to be apart. And I did almost do it. But then I sped the car even more and took the sharp turn possible, only weeping by then. I sat in my room and kept looking at the walls for nothing. That evening That evening was so still that my mind had gone in a state of mild coma. I heard my mother say something about packing my important things early so that I wouldn't have to worry at the last moment. I heard my father passing by my room without a word. I wanted to scream out loud, shout out to them, please leave me alone. But I didn't want to sound crazy and besides, I didn't even know much about Tripti anyway. They weren't exactly that aware of my personal life since I didn't share a whole lot outside of my work with them. They were innocent and that's how I too wanted it. They just wanted the best for their son. I still remember how ecstatic they had gotten the week before when I told them about boss offer to me. The fact that I was rewarded so early as compared to others was enough to make them feel like they had a warrior who could conquer all battlegrounds. They were unaware of the fact that I had lost the battle of my first love that day. Monisha kept calling me but I didn't respond to her calls. I took a privileged leave of 10 days after accepting the offer of the Japan project. Boss was happy, sanctioned my leave without question but I didn't inform Monisha. Neither did I tell her about my disastrous last meeting with Tripti. She kept up with the messaging asking for my whereabouts. I switched my phone to D&D. I didn't want to talk to anyone not even with my parents. I knew that my behavior was going to cost me soon though. It was the 8th day of my leave I had stayed locked into my room doing nothing but sleep eat and sleep again. Monisha is waiting for you downstairs. I heard mom sort of yell as she passed by my room while going up to the roof probably to hang the wet clothes which she washed in the morning. Tell her I am not home. I rolled myself to the other side of the bed to find a more comfortable sleeping posture. In no more than 10 seconds I swear I heard a set of heavy footsteps approaching and my blanket was yanked off me. I winced as I crashed on my floor. What the hell Moni? You better start coming out and get some sunlight or you're going to turn into vampire. I'm in no mood to see anyone. You better be because I'm not just anyone. We are best friends, remember? She dropped the blanket. I sincerely hope you remember that. Of course, how can I forget the root of all my misery? I murmured. Just I had feared seeing Monisha had reminded me all my times with Tripti. What was that? She said, hands over her hips. head tilted with a ear leaning towards me you better freshen the hell up and come with me i'm hungry as heck we are eating out today i just told you i'm not in the mood ayan she sat near my feet look whatever happened between you and tripti is none of my business but i don't want that to affect us either i don't think that's possible besides you are the one who wanted to play matchmaker so this is your fault too excuse me matchmaker You're the one who couldn't wait to propose. Don't forget I did ask you if you had weighed your choices and don't forget how cocky you were that she'd say yes. And now that we are no longer best friend because it didn't work out between you two? No. 
It's because I've never had any friend to begin with. Say that again. You're deaf now. I said I don't need any friend. I said changing my words out of fear. No. You said you have never had any. She said emphasizing on the last two words. Oh good. You did listen then. I got up now irritated and started yelling whatever came to my mind. I have never had a friend and I don't need one either. You were never a friend for one. You were just a colleague and my way to Tripti. But tell you what, you failed at both. Actually, now that I think of it, it's always been the other way around. You needed me, be it getting help for your work or having a coffee partner. You were the one who needed me. You are the failure, not me. Understand? There was this unnerving silence in the room then. I could hear the voice of the children playing in the street below for the first time in the past week. I closed my eyes, breathing out the rest of the remaining frustration. I had begun to lose sense of right and wrong. I knew I should apologize to her, but the thoughts of Tripti started evading my mind again, and I was annoyed again. Monisha spoke then, breaking the silence. Ayan, there is much more to life than a heartbreak, okay? And friends are far more than just for helping each other. Their life. Please do not waste your life for that one person. She turned away and went to the door. Then she stopped and turned to me. Someday I promise you you'll regret this, but also remember this: I'll always be there for you no matter what. Maybe it wasn't meant to be between you and her. She continued, "Not that I cared, but it wasn't like I could just shut her off. The sooner you can move on, the better it will be for everyone who cares about you." And oh, about what you said, Yeah sure I was the one who needed you for coffee and yes I'll need you for coffee always actually not just that I will also always miss you be it at the office or outside we aren't friends just for the coffee and the food you know have a great life ahan she slammed the door shut as she walked out sending jolts in me for a good while it felt like I was good for nothing not even for friendship i knew right then i needed a break from that life I needed a break from all of that. I needed a break from myself. In fact, I was upset not only about Tripti but also with myself. And that was making me upset with everyone around me. I did what I would usually do in such a time. Though such times were a rare occurrence with me, I took a deep breath, grabbed my blanket from the floor near my bed, where Monisha had dropped it, fell back in my bed and pulled it over. with the false hope that a long deep sleep would undo everything that had gone wrong that day